Well, it's a new year, and the new season of Mandalorian is complete. And how does season two compare to season one on our Hasui scale? Being that it did create a whole bunch of spinoffs and provide us with even more Easter eggs. Well, this week we're going to find out as we cover season two of The Mandalorian. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Well, Tubby, hello to you. <laughs> the hubby, a bubby tie tie, or whatever I said that one time. Uh-huh. And hello to our sweeties and listeners out there. And, and hello happy- to any new listeners. We're yeah. we're really thinking that our uh, our recent bout of every Mission Impossible movie is going to drive some traffic to the old How Star Wars Is It. Yeah, or maybe the fact that we're done will br- doing that will bring some listeners back. <laughs> back, yeah. <laughs> Who you know, knows? I stopped listening for a while when all they did was Mission Impossible, but then when I heard they were doing Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm in. So uh, welcome to the show, y'all. Yes. And hey, Happy New Year. Yeah, H-N-Y. Uh, are, yes, we are in 2021. Uh, hey, and, 2020? Uh, Good riddance. Yeah, uh, don't 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 let the door hit you on your way out. I don't know, you know? if anyone's ever said this, but that year was was a, a dumpster, dumpster fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Twenty twenty. I uh, hate to see you leave, but I love, love to see you walk to away. Twenty twenty's got a real nice <laughs> butt, you know. <laughs> I don't know whose joke this was, but it was. I, it might have been comedy bang bang, but it was something like, um, "I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you poop." <laughs> <laughs> Love to see you have a good BM. Um, you, but you, yeah, this is how Star Wars is it, and this is the only podcast where we yeah. rate and review anything, anything uh-huh. under the sun. Uh, what would normally make sense as a movie or a yeah, TV sure. show, but we rate and review anything on a scale of one to ten of how Star Wars that thing might be. Right. Recent topics include the poem "It Was a Night Before mm-hmm. Christmas," a the movie Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. the movie Die Hard, mm-hmm. uh, some other random fun things right. that I can't Candy. remember. <laughs> Candy. But this week, this week we're doing a Star Wars thing. Yeah, so it's, so, it's really refreshing to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's going to be like maybe harder, but also easier in a way. So we take everything Star Wars, we put it all, no matter what it is, and we put it all into a big pot, yeah. mix it up. That's the Star Wars chili. That's a 10 out of 10. That's right. Uh, very and then few that's things. our standard. We're looking, yes. we're looking to compare to that chili. Very few things have received a 10, but things that have Star Wars in the name are sometimes more likely to get, get a, a high up. score. Yeah. Or so, sometimes not, because sometimes we've not. done this show for almost two years now, and our gut instinct as to what gives, that's really what we use to provide a number yeah. score, uh, it has changed. Because, you know, absolutely people has. change. And yeah. I think this season of The Mandalorian is a good um, example of people change. Yes, we've got I Boba Fett that. is kind of a little less self-centered and a little bit more looking to help people. And we got yeah. Mayfeld, the Bill Burr character. He looks yeah. to help people a little more. We got some change going we on. We got some change. And so and, you know, we might have some change with how Star Wars it is. We might it might be similar. But I re- we just listened to the end of our Mandalorian season one episode mm-hmm. in which we gave season one of Mandalorian about an eight point five average. Right. One eight and one nine. 
And one thing that I said at the end was that the Mandalorian was going to be the that that, that style of of show was going to be the future sort of of Star Wars, which we have. This is kind of I think the first episode we've uh, maybe recorded at least just the since, two of us yeah. since they've uh, since and the Disney investors announced day. all their yeah all their new products and there is like <laughs> a thousand Star Wars shows yeah. coming out. And spoilers for Mandalorian season two, obviously. Oh yeah, we should put that on the title like we did last we year. Will. But there we will, will be spoilers ahead, listeners. Yes, and and even in so even in at the end in a post credit sequence, we got another show that's happening. Right. Uh, that's another spinoff of Mandalorian. So right out the gate, we got spinoffs galore. We got yeah. tie-ins galore. This thing which... is a merchandising and IP spinoff juggernaut, which is interesting because like. It feels very Star Wars, but but when I was thinking about it, it's really that's really new age Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, it feels right? really Disney, and Disney yes. happens to own Star Wars <laughs> because because merchandising and to- and the toyeticness and like uh, uh, franchising and like trading in on the name of it is something that Star Wars has done from the beginning. Right, but there weren't really spinoffs, right. at least not official, you know, uh, animated or. Yeah movie ones it's until definitely like Clone doing Wars. the like Marvel thing where it's like okay well we can have the primetime network TV agents of shield we can yes. have the Netflix verse we can have the MCU but they will all have repercussions upon one another so you have to watch all of them if you want to understand any of them like which of course is not true you could watch only Daredevil and yeah. then like the Thor movies and be fine but like <laughs> wait and uh, it's in I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see like how much continuity is going to play into these new series because the Mandalorian feels pretty there are so many Easter eggs in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. but you you sent uh, us uh, our little chat with Michael Delaney a, a headline that was like the Mandalorian is the best when it focuses on uh, the actual Mandalorian right. who doesn't care about Star yeah, Wars yeah he's not like Kylo Ren or Ren where he like loves the Star Wars movies. He's not a fanboy. And I mean, I think it's telling, right? Because he like doesn't know about them. Like when he meets Ahsoka Tano or again, spoilers, Luke Luke Skywalker. Skywalker, He's like, I don't know who this is. I don't really care. I'm just looking out for my kid. (laughs) Well, and and I think that's what's interesting and fun about the, the Luke Skywalker twist. A twist, I guess. There is really only a few Jedi out in the world. So the idea that like, one of the Jedi would come and get Baby yeah, Yoda. Yeah, and in fact, if they had done any of the sort of, like, more, like, like okay, so there's a Jedi in um, the Rebels cartoon, and there's a Jedi from Fallen Order, the video game, both of which I'm a fan of, but if that had been the reveal, people would be like, who the fuck is that? Because, like, the, yeah. the randos who are not big, deep nerd fans, which is probably a lot of people who are watching this show, don't know Cal Kestis from yeah. the one video game he was in. <laughs> yeah, they they made the right choice. Yeah. Uh, as far as if you're going to include a Jedi at the end, like it makes sense that it was Luke. But like to, to that end, like the uh, with the same as as Jin. How do you say the Mandalorian's actual Din name? Jarin. Din Jarin. As long with him not recognizing Luke, no one in that room knew who Luke was, which right. I was like refreshing, refreshing. Yeah. There's yeah, not an entire cool. yeah, yeah. I, which, I, which is funny is like, because he's still in that just post Return of the Jedi phase of like trying to still be the hero, and then of course we know in the Last Jedi yeah. he's like, I failed because I was Luke Skywalker, the legend, as opposed to you know whatever. Yeah, like um, I, talk about change, character I, change. Mm-hmm. I did think that I was like, why does Cara Dune not recognize him? Because she was like a rebel, like <laughs> right. trooper. But I guess you might not know what the the one of the if you're not if if she wasn't there whenever like they were right. making all the plans in that big room, she probably didn't know what Luke Skywalker looked like. Yeah. 
and she and she might not have been in that part of the war, I guess. Right. So like I, you know, I'll allow it. And anyway, since we're so, talking about him, and then we can maybe drop it because there's a lot of this show to cover. But there's um, a lot of this show to cover. Thoughts on the CGI? Let me let me start here. I think he looked so much better than Leia or Tarkin from Rogue yes. One, and I still think they should have shot the whole thing, put it all together, and then run a deep fake over the top. Yeah. Because it would have made his weird lips not look so weird. We we haven't figured out how to make lips and yeah, like no. moving mouths work in a non uncanny valley kind of way. <laughs> it's the same. It's like kind of the. It's like the. It's because the the Henry Cavill yeah, mustache exactly. thing too. Like if it gets close to that mouth area, it's yes. like. Because the mouth is doing a lot of moving. That's the thing. If he were just standing there a lot and then all of the shots where he's speaking are like from behind or something, like, which they did do a a fair amount of that, but like. Uh, he's well lit. He's in like a yeah. medium shot. Like, <laughs> well, and for, for for listeners who might have thought what I thought and needed to look it up, if you haven't looked it up yet, the way they did that was they had a body double actor who does right. a lot of like, just uh, like Tarkin. Yeah, who does a lot. He does a lot of that kind of shooting where it's just his body. Like he was in, he was some of the apes in Planet of the Apes and stuff like that. But then they got, uh, they digitally put Mark, uh, the young Mark Hamill's face on him, and then had Mark Hamill do. I guess the dialogue uh, the, the, had him do the dialogue, which in my mind, I was like, did they find a really good Mark Hamill impersonator? Because it sounds yeah. enough, not like original Luke because Mark <laughs> Hamill doesn't sound like he used to sound because right. he's an I old man. They, well, he of course is a very adept voice over performer, yes, but yes. like, I bet they did do something to his voice. Well, too. it sounded like he was, he was, de-aging his voice a little bit yeah, and making like, himself yeah, sound younger a little more like that yeah yeah but he didn't but he still didn't sound exact but i also like that also kind of worked because i was like i mean this is several years after return of the jedi so like you know i i buy it i bought it it was fun yeah. it was cool um which honestly that's sort of my to, to to sort of transition that's sort of my take on all of mandalorian in general and season two especially is in yeah. general i'm like yeah i'll take it i'll buy it it's fun like it's mostly fun there were some yeah. episodes that I There's thought some were slow ones like yeah. in the first season, but not as many. There were I, I think that like if they had taken out a couple of episodes that felt here's the thing, and this is the this is sort of the tired comparison, but like the the this show feels like a, a series of video game fetch quests where it's like <laughs> you have the thing and you gotta go get the other thing. Quick, hurry then, up, follow me. Yeah. And then you get to that place and they're like, Oh, actually you have to go to that planet, and you get to that right. planet, and they're like, Oh, guess what? It's actually on this planet. My my sister and I talk about. Did you ever play any of the humongous entertainment PC games like no? Freddy Fish or Putt Putt or Pajama <laughs> Sam? No, those sound delightful. I feel like I've probably brought this up before, but they were they were PC games that were very like kid kiddy kid PC games. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, you like Freddy Fish for example, you're a fish and you have to go around and you have to save the day basically sure. but you do so in finding items that you have to give to someone else who you know like you you go yeah. to a guy who has the thing you need but he's like i request these and you have to go find those and in order to get those you have to give another guys and anyway it's just like a fetch quest galore and and <laughs> ali and i will talk about like if we ever have a really frustrating day at work where like you're all over the office and you have to give something to someone but in order to get that to them you have to have someone else get it to you and blah 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 she's like man i had a real Freddy Fish day today. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's like the Mandalorian. It is funny thinking about the games we play as kids that are like 
that that stick with you because of sort of the wrong thing right you know like that game is basically just like run errands until you win yeah errands <laughs> simulator yeah Th- that 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 yeah the mandalorian s- season two is uh din has a busy day at the office and has to get a right. memo to the boss but then the boss needs his stuff <laughs> right. dry cleaned but yeah. then the dry cleaning is at the boss's house and then the boss's and, house and missing those the key. episodes are the ones where it does feel like something's happening yeah because it's like it seemed like every other episode was furthering the plot and then the opposite weeks it was like here's a really like slowed down character thing which like those are fun too they're a lot more fun in rebels or clone wars where you only have to bear with it for 22 minutes and they have Um, more time to it feels like that part of the drawback of the Mandalorian uh, structure is that like each season was only eight is only eight episodes, right? right. And so, so when they have a, a slow episode, it's like fuck. Yeah, and <laughs> like, it really you really want to feel like it's all killer, no filler when you only right. have eight episodes. And so when you do feel like an episode is a filler, you're like, well, why? Yeah, there was there's yeah. only like a hundred sixty or a hundred, you know, whatever. Because like, yeah. these episodes are only like thirty minutes long, yeah. and it's like there's yeah, not Mandalorian that many. Mandalorian is like a like a local. It's like on your block Chinese food place crab rangoon yeah yeah like we know that there is some crab in there and and i still love it it's oh, like it's i'm gonna like get fatty it. and it's crunchy and you dip it but like for the most part it's like a little bit of crab and then a lot of like yeah cream some other some cream it was a lot of cream and it's i'm gonna watch it it's gonna taste good yeah, it's in gonna general. taste creamy um, but like, yeah, so, so I mean, I don't know how much should we go through? Like, I don't want to go through episode yeah. by episode maybe, well, but like, we can maybe touch on like the major things that happened in each well, episode. And like, what's funny too is like, okay, here's, here's some things about, I don't want to come across as being negative about the Mandalorian. Cause I think that like this show is fun and it's interesting. And like the way that they are doing things and setting things up is interesting, but it falls into the trap of feeling sometimes like. It's only purpose is to set things up and that (laughs) the actual show itself sometimes suffers because I'm like, well, I don't I feel like you guys, the creators of the show, care more about setting up other parts of the show or other shows than or referencing things in books and comics and video games that are sort of like weird fan thing like like. uh fan service in the movie the recent movies where you know the one that we say all the time when finn holds up the remote yeah blaster thing like and shows it to the audience like it's not fan servicey stuff like that all the time it's a little bit more deep cut stuff i i not that like r5 d4 the the red r2 unit whose motivator yeah. explodes not that he's like a super deep cut but it is only like fan fan fans who yeah. like recognize that well and so then like it, it, they play a really funny game as to like who who the show is for because yeah. it's obviously for everyone but like the easter eggs are a bit deeper of a cut well, than they than the ones in say and you some know, of them Rise are of skywalker some of them are crazy deep like you sent me that video we watched a video that was like a hundred 151 Easter eggs in, in yeah, season Star Wars two of the Mandalorian. Explained. If you don't yeah. watch him already, Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained on YouTube is the guy who I, I call him my friend when I talk to Caitlin <laughs> about it because I watch his shit all the time. My friend was telling me this thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, what's interesting is like some these writers and these Easter eggs, like these people, some of, like, some of the things are like, oh yeah, this is from a Legends book on Boba Fett. And then right. this is from a comic about Poe Dameron that came out yeah. recently. And then this is from the video game. And I'm like, have they consumed 
all Star Wars content? Yeah. Like, I, I assume I at this point are... Dave Filoni has. So I'm wondering Dave if it's Filoni, him. Dave <laughs> Filoni, I'm sure, probably has. I think they're also doing the thing of they're going to write the story they want to write, but if at any point they're like, okay, we're trying to break a guy out of prison, we need 10 different prisoner profiles yeah. to show up on the screen, they probably do say, hey, uh, Pablo Hidalgo or all the oh, rest of yeah. Lucas' story group, like, do you want to fill in the blanks for us here? You know, like, I, I, don't think they're, I don't think they're making a point to make Easter You're eggs. Right. That's I think not... they just, like, find where they might happen, and then that... they ask someone who knows more about all the shit. Yeah, that, you're, you're so right. That's not in the script. Like that's that's just stuff that like a- as they go they're like oh here's this thing and then some of it is also stuff that's yeah. like established but it's just like oh we've seen this thing before and it's like well yeah at this point the Star Wars like uh, toy box is huge and so if you pull something from <laughs> right. anything there's going to be a sense of like oh this is an Easter yeah, it's, egg you it's know? almost like a Grey's Anatomy type show where they will just write the dialogue of like insert medical mumbo jumbo here and yeah. then their medical person on staff will go okay what you want to say there here's is what you would say <laughs> whatever and then they that is what they do but they ask you know the Star Wars people like what what are there any planets that have been established as prison colonies and they're like yeah. there are six there's a bunch <laughs> so the general like arc of this season is uh, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, who both have real names, but I won't call them that most <laughs> of the time, probably, no. have to... So the Mandalorian has to try to find the Jedi to get Baby Yoda to the Jedi. And there is a... Honestly, like, the first half of the season, it's pretty much a, 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 a lot of trying to find the Jedi by trying to find other Mandalorians who can tell him right. maybe t- where to find the Jedi. And so there's a lot of, like, questing to try to find that. Well, and, yeah, because he's also looking for other Mandalorians because his little, his little... His little, like, yeah, his group pod. All got fucked. Yeah. And so then he meets up with pretty much covert. all... His covert. Yeah, his covert. He meets up with all his old friends along the way, uh, Amy Sedaris, uh, <laughs> the Gina Carino, whatever her last name is. Yeah. Uh, Carl Weathers. They're all there. <laughs> And Horatio Sands shows up. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every, a lot of people show back up. The and whole there's, gang. <laughs> and there's like fun little mini missions that happen. And then uh, essentially the kind of leads up to sort of the first, I feel like, major climax of the show is when they meet Ahsoka Tano, um, who is in live action by Rosario Dawson. And it's very cool to see. Yeah. And we're going to hear from Rosario Dawson yet again this month. Yeah. Here's a fun <laughs> little, a little tease for our <laughs> listeners. I was thinking about that while, while I was like <laughs> thinking about this episode. Yeah. Um, and then as from there, essentially they find a place to put baby Yoda where he can commune with the force to reach out to other Jedi, to see if any other Jedi are out there that can come help him. Cause Ahsoka is not going to train him. She doesn't Which, of tra- course, the the um, TLDR of the current status right now is there's one Jedi and it's Luke yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, essentially. Like, of course, there are all these others in like the the more marginal things of the universe right now. Yeah, like like but he's like the, the only. Games, but he's like he's the, the only. Guy. Yeah, he's like the capital J Jedi. Like everyone no, else, there is another, another. Everyone else is like. Either like Ahsoka, who is I'm not a Jedi anymore, but I still have all the powers right. and abilities of <laughs> right. a Jedi, or they're like, yeah, on the fringes, not actually affiliated with anybody. And Luke is right. like the one where it's like, oh, you are He's like endowed the name. <laughs> yeah, you have been like 
christened Jedi yeah, because yeah. you have Obi-Wan and, and Yoda and everybody. And but, the blood uh, of a Skywalker. You know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So so I recently just reread the Dark Empire comics where oh, yeah. uh, Palpatine clones himself, which is like, huh? Uh, <laughs> that they bothered to do that again 30 years you know, after S- that comic. Star Wars but, rhymes, you know? Yeah, it sure does. Um, but... Uh, that comic, and I'm reading another one. It, it's it's a comic adaptation of the Thrawn trilogy, the, the original oh, right, Timothy right. Zahn Thrawn trilogy. And uh, boy, it really is a like medieval Dungeons and Dragons style fantasy, mm. more so than it has anything to do with science fiction. You know, like yeah. bloodlines and fate, and like the mystical sword, the Excalibur. You know, like he he yeah. is sort of like the chosen. Arthur type character it's it's just I I don't know I I guess recently like I knew that I guess but like the more I was reading and looking at different imagery I was like oh wow yeah no they're they're doing like Game of Thrones you know like Mandalorian culture is very Game of Thrones like there's different clans and they're always fighting over the the power of the planet like it's fun so going off of that the influences of the original star wars like being like you know you've got it is a science fantasy kind of thing right Right. sci-fi fantasy stuff with like the swords and sorcery in there but along with the uh all the different influences making it the collage that we know and love right i think this season the mandalorian the first season was very western right and you still see the western influences in this season like especially with like the first uh like the first episode right the one the small yeah yeah the marshall very western but then like right. i think you get a lot more of the like samurai and japanese uh style references in this season especially on the planet that Ahsoka Tano's on like that mm. feels very samurai right ish yeah. uh, especially like with the lone warrior facing off against like uh you the know fortress mm-hmm. and even like the the architecture style um felt more uh like Samurai is inspired, Eastern inspired. And like the guy that they had um, who played one oh, of yeah. the locals was actually, I think I think he is Japanese, but he was a- A Disney uh, Imagineer. Yeah, Disney Imagineer, like, like long time Disney Imagineer. 37 years, yeah. Yeah, which is wild. That's really cool. Um, but so I think like this season wears its influences on its sleeve again. Plus also there's a frog lady for two of the eight episodes. Gosh, that whole, that, that that's my least favorite episode was yeah. the- was the like frog lady bottle episode with him on the ice planet because it felt so pointless. Like yeah, nothing. It's definitely like happened. how in the most recent season of the Clone Wars there's an entire arc of like three or four episodes where Ahsoka is with like a pair of sisters just like doing a quest. And of course it's like a character arc, sure. you know, but like yeah, yeah it, it is just sort of like boy oh boy, we th- th- that's the thing I said the first season a lot of the time was like, man, I can't wait until something happens. Like Yeah. This season felt like more happened, but I guess there I were, yeah. just like more came to terms this year with like, oh, okay, well, shit's not always gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, this 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 is the structure of the show. It's just right. yeah, uh, yeah. The so to finish out sort of the in general plot synopsis, uh, Boba Fett comes back um, and in a way wants... that isn't like. Ugh. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind fun. Of cool. 
It's fun, like especially because they don't they don't beat us over. And I'm sure it will it will find out eventually, and it'll be stupid. Right. But they don't necessarily beat us over the head with like how he survived the yeah. Sarlacc pit or anything. Like right. they just are like he's alive, and you're like, oh, okay. Somehow great. Boba Fett yeah. has returned. Yes, right. And then uh, he's come to get his armor back from the Mandalorian, and like Baby Yoda gets kidnapped by some robot stormtroopers who are scary mm-hmm. looking. Also from Star Wars Legends originally. Mm-hmm. And then basically they get the whole crew together, uh, like all their friends, including Bo-Katan and the the uh, the Fennec. non yes Fennec Strat Strand, and then uh, B- uh, Bo-Katan and her non Mandalorian cult uh, fellow Mandos who get to take their helmets off. Um, right, which they, they are Mandal. It's I think it's sort of like Lutherans versus. Uh, like Catholics. <laughs> yeah, right. Like they all kind of have the same beliefs, but if you were to say that to either group, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not like, like them. No, <laughs> we're not like them. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, they basically get the whole crew together and they storm uh, the moths like big ship and they mm-hmm. fight them and they save baby Yoda. And then Luke Skywalker comes and takes baby Yoda away. Yeah. Spoilers. So that is why as the post credit scene ended and it said Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett coming next year or whatever, I was like, oh, they're doing like an American horror story thing where every season or every other season is going to be a new story. Yeah. But that is not in fact true, it would seem. But like... Okay, what the fuck was the story then? Because he he cared for that kid from day one, and now yeah. he's going to go away. So either it's going to basically, Luke's going to come back on like day three and be like, I can't work with this kid anymore. This kid actually sucks. Yeah, I, I like, I don't care so much about him now that his purpose has been like yeah. fulfilled. Like, I get it. Like, people go through phases in their life where like they get new purposes, but like, I don't know, man. Well, it is, it is <laughs> interesting because the, the, the whole like, the whole like, the hook of Mandalorian season one was Baby Yoda because right. it was a secret and, and and they didn't let it slip. And it wasn't until like that first episode that it became clear, oh, this is what the show is going to be about. Yeah, right. Is him like figuring out like that first couple episodes are like, oh, is he going to give the kid away? And then no. And then mm-hmm. he has to save the kid. So like, oh, this show is actually about this sort of unlikely pairing. Right. Interesting. And then season two continues that. And now that that's gone, it does feel like the point of the show like, what is are gone. Like, what are they going to do? Because <laughs> I don't necessarily care so much about, about Din by himself. Because right. I kind of don't know him as a character well, removed from the baby. he doesn't care about the royalty of Mandalore or the Jedi. So, like... Yeah. We're not even, it, it, there's, it's going to be a leap to get us to like be on his, like be, to follow him still through all these like bigger stories. Because like we said, the the yeah. show works best where he doesn't know or care about the Star Wars mythos. <laughs> and there's so much being set up around him yes. that it's like he could, like the show could become about like getting Mandalore back or whatever. Sure. But it would be weird to follow him as the main character of that, like you said, because he doesn't he doesn't care about that. And right. he, that's not his purpose. The only way I would like it coming back with him as the focus would be if there was a time jump. Mm-hmm. And we because he says to Baby Yoda, I'll see you again. And if we right. actually got to see that where where like a, a older uh Grogu is Baby Yoda's real name. Right. If an older Grogu came to find Din somehow, and we got to see them like again as a as a reunion. Right. I think like that maybe, would be cool. Maybe Grogu. So this is um, maybe still another five to ten, maybe even twenty years away. He um, 
escapes when Ben Solo turns to Kylo Ren yeah. and like kills all the other. Because that's the other thing. When he goes off with Luke, everybody is watching, going, "What? No, this isn't good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. That, he, that all his Jedi get killed. So maybe like he escapes that somehow, just like he did Order sixty six. And then mm-hmm. like you know, I don't know. I uh, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. You know, well, like it's the show's not interesting enough for me to like speculate what's gonna happen. That's what's that's what's hard in general is because like like I said earlier, like uh, once again, no hate on the Mandalorian because it's fun. It's fine. Right. I enjoyed watching most episodes, and it yeah. was fun, especially to watch with my parents. Like, uh, it it was nice. But yeah, it's hard to drum up a lot of enthusiasm. Just like, just like how it was kind of hard for me to drum up a lot of enthusiasm about all of the. Investor Day releases about all right. the new shows coming out. Like I was like, I was like, that's too many shows, and right. I and there's only a few of those characters where I would actually care enough to be like, oh sure, what's going on with them? And the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know you. Right? Why would I want to watch a show like about the Rangers you? of the New Republic? I'm like. Okay, so I get to watch who were the good guys, the rebels, the underdogs, now as they become cops. Like, yeah, I'm not sure be- I care about that. <laughs> as they become space cops. And, like, I yeah. think that show, I'm interested because I feel like that show might have been Cara Dune's show uh-huh. that is may- that maybe got a name change and maybe got a, 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 a subject change because yeah. Disney's mad at her now we because she's like. We to distance ourselves from her. <laughs> yeah, she's like Gina Kurt, whatever her last name is, is like anti-vax or like was like posting stuff about anti-mask, like being anti-mask and like worried about the vaccination and like about and like, oh, also, like, mail-in very, voting. Very bad with things like pronouns and yeah, other she, like She was shitty things. about yeah. trans issues early on as well and like, yeah. But so I feel like Disney's doing a and my my take, my my theory is that that show used to be uh, Cara Dune's show Mm -hmm. and then is now being shifted to be like, oh, well, we can still make it about that same kind of stuff. It'll just follow, you know, the New Republic, like X-Wing pilots or whatever. But like, yeah, of all those shows, I'm like, you know, I don't know a lot of these characters and I don't it's going to be hard to find things to care about. Similarly to this show, the thing I cared about was the Mandalorian and baby Yoda. And now that that like that relationship is, is gone. It's like, why, what's gonna, and maybe they'll find something cool to get us back in, but it's going to be tricky. Yeah. And I definitely don't want it to be another story similar to baby Yoda. Like I want it to be a new purpose. If, if it's not going to be baby Yoda, I want it to be, you know, yeah. He finds and some new reason to keep going. It needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be something distinct. It needs to be something different for yeah. sure. It it this is very interesting. I feel like I, I mean I talked about this a little bit like when we did season one, but like the Mandalorian is the is the new model, obviously of of what Star Wars is going to do moving forward. Aside yeah, I mean from the there's big like a, movies. half a dozen new shows that, that are going to come in the next couple of years. And so I think it's going to be interesting looking back on Mandal on this show and 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 seeing if it holds up at all oh, or sure, if it's just yeah. going to be remembered as like the show that like, like was the springboard the, for yeah right for either for either like oh this amazing like oh they're like most of the shows new shows are good and they're and fun it, or it's if it's all gonna due be, to the Mandalorian <laughs> yeah or if it's going to be like oh the Mandalorian launched all these shows and like and they all are sort of half anything yeah <laughs> like they're fine yeah. or like maybe one or two of them are good but That's everything good else is kind of like so boring like, I do think the the television model since it's so like hot today anyway i do think it works really well for star wars because like yeah, i said agreed. i love clone wars and rebels and i thought the show was good or fine at least and 
I think that's more than I could say about the whole new trilogy. Again, like I think mm-hmm. if if just uh, uh what eight nine or uh, seven eight and nine if those movies were one Star Wars chili the how how sequels is it yeah I would say this is fine even though I love yeah. Last Jedi I think uh, Force Awakens is fine and I think Rise of Skywalker is a uh, dog turd so like. I, I think yeah. Mandalorian worked better as a whole than that whole trilogy did. And I think the Clone Wars and Rebels like has so much fun. And just like Avatar The Last Airbender, it has time to like progress things, whereas the movie was like a fucking disaster. Like I I want yeah, to see well, another and- Star Wars movie at some point, but I'm digging the TV show model and and honestly uh, all these new shows that Disney's going to put in front of me I'm going to fucking watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'll probably watch them all even yeah. though I'm, even though I just said like I don't know the I will pro- I mean I'll at least watch the first episode of all of them mm-hmm. to see if I care, right? Right. And I I I totally agree. I think the TV model well, it's interesting, right? Because we talked about this a little bit um, before, too, is that, like, Disney is going... And, like, the same thing with, like, you're talking about um, Shadows of the Empire with, like, Emperor Palpatine making clones of himself. Disney is going back into the Legends extended universe well. Big time. Big time. And, and like, even with the t- new TV offerings, like, the the idea of a bunch of different loosely connected Star Wars stories happening at once yeah. is exactly what was happening totally. between... Uh, between the original trilogy and the prequels because it was all just like books where yeah. it was kind of like pick your poison look what are you and, what and part like, of the universe do you want and the rule for writers was basically like if something has already happened in a book it has happened but yeah. you can do whatever you want and, right. and this does feel that make- way. in fact i had that thought like as i was trying to prepare for this episode was like man you know what this show does very uniquely that no other like movie from Star Wars has done is it feels like Legends. What yes. what once was the EU, you know, like it feels like the Tron, the Tron, Thrawn <laughs> books and like I Jedi, you know, yeah. these things where it's just like they gave creators a bit of like a rope and they yeah. could kind of do whatever they wanted. I'm, I'm sure Disney you know, has ultimate approval on things, but they did do a bunch of shit that was like, wow, yeah, like you can just do that. <laughs> They're letting them play in the, like in the toy box. And, and it does, it does feel like they are. Yeah. I, it almost feels like the mission statement of sorts of like this new slate of shows is yeah. like legends. Like, it's just like, Hey, yeah. go nuts. You're not. And, and it does feel the TV model fee- is, it's more forgivable, like it's more forgiving, mm-hmm. because if something is bad or if an episode is bad, it it feels like it doesn't like count yeah, as right, much right. as the movies. In the way that like even when the last or when the Rise of Skywalker came out, and it was just like, well, the end of all the movies was the worst thing I've ever seen. Right, the end of <laughs> all the movies to, was the worst movie. Like the fourth episode of eight was sort of slow. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, exactly. It's yeah. like I cannot like the Frog Lady episode, but it's like overall, I'm like I still liked the season in general, as yeah. opposed to like, yeah, the last movie was the worst movie of the bunch, and also a bad movie by itself. Right, right. And, and like, it's it's smart to handle. Uh, you know, because Star Wars fans are notoriously probably the ugliest out there in terms of like yeah. how they behave online. And like when you have eight episodes a season, although that is a small number on the grand scheme of things, y- you do still build in 
you know, like when, when the show, like I said, like I don't care enough about it to care what happens later. Like it is just vanilla enough that like no one could get mad. And then yeah. it's also just like frequent enough. There's enough content as it were that like, to get mad over any one thing is like a bit silly because there's so yeah. much, there's so many minutes of Star Wars. <laughs> the, the the best thing I saw like regarding the fandom was like, because in general, I think the Mandalorian is received well by the Star Wars fandom. Like people like it, right, in general. And the best thing I saw was like in the scene whenever uh, the Mandalorian's fighting the Moff Gideon, mm-hmm. uh, when it's like, it's like Darksaber versus you know, a uh, Beskar pole, like a long, right. you know, uh, pole staff Shaft. thing. Yeah. And, uh, it's, you know, it's a good fight, I guess. And like, it's fun. And he wins the Mando wins, but like the, I saw like a TikTok where the guy was, it was like that fight. Uh, he's, he gets in a fight with a dark saber and he's, uh, you know, he wins and it's, it's great. Right. And like the fanboy like straw man is like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, but he never trained with like pole arms. Did he like, he hasn't trained with them. Right. So how did, how is he so good at him? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he, like, maybe trained with him back when his youth or something, whatever. And then it's like, well, if he's so good at him without training, then doesn't that make him a Mary Sue? Like, how Ray's a Mary Sue? And then, like, the it's like, oh, no, I'm sure. And it's like, okay, oh, the answer is it's sexism, right? Because all the Star Wars, the shitty Star Wars fans right. are like, it's fine for the Mandalorian to get a new weapon we've never seen him use and be be proficient in it immediately right but it's not fine for ray to have trained with a pole arm her entire life and then get a and lightsaber it which is essentially to a sword yeah right. yeah which is essentially half of what she normally used and yeah. be very good at it but like I, it's but like no i don't get the need to see everything explained like that's the eye roll thing that i do with george yeah. lucas all the time it's like fuck guys he's part of a cult that they're one value is be a strong warrior so of course yeah. he's learned all this shit right exactly <laughs> it's like he should it, it should be allowed for him like it, the 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 point of the video in general is like yeah he's good at it and also ray can be good at the thing too right, like they right. both make sense like yeah. they should both make sense but it's the same fans and even in the comments those same fans were saying like proving his point exactly being like no well it makes sense for him to be but it doesn't make sense for ray to be it. it's like guys it's the point's <sighs> flying right over your head because yeah. we didn't see him it's it's silly but yeah, um, fans, the fans are really bad. Mark Hamill tweeted something about the finale, which like he did it way too early. He tweeted that he was involved like the very day it came out, which is like, sure. well, shit, some people haven't watched it yet. But regardless, I read a bunch of the comments and like replies and like <laughs> people are just fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Mean, bad people. Awful. Should um, we take a break and go to the We come definitely back to should. Game? We should we see if Boba Fett's in there. He probably isn't because he escaped. <laughs> we and I, we haven't talked much about how Star Wars is, but we've talked a lot in general. About it, yeah. So I feel like we'll be able to maybe crystallize some of those points. We've talked about how Legends it is. I think it's we like did. close to a 10 out of 10 on how Legends, Star That's Wars Legends true. it is. I feel like, yeah, I feel like our points will crystallize when we after yeah. we're done with the game. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's jump into the pit and find Boba Whee! Fett. <laughs> We love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizmies and listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of a show, but we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. 
Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars' Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the House Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. Bye, Bye. babies. How Star Wars is it? And we're back. And we're dark saber. I was going to say black saber, but it's oh, not yeah. called that. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's a dark though. saber. It was close. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, I have the game this week, and I've I've made a little game for Mike called Baby No Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be uh, uh, in the spirit of some of Mike's quote games, mm. um, or uh, real or fake, you know, those kind of things uh-huh. in which. I will give you, in this case, quotes, and you will have to tell me, if a baby said it, you will say Mm -hmm. baby. Mm -hmm. If it's from Star Wars, but not from The Mandalorian, Mm. you'll say no. No. And if it's from The Mandalorian, you'll say duh. (laughs) Okay. So it's baby, no, duh. Baby, no, duh. If a baby said it, that's baby. If it's from Star Wars, but not The Mandalorian, I say no. And if it's from Uh The Mandalorian, I say duh. Yes, Got and uh, you have to. And in case uh, people didn't understand it because of the way I'm emphasizing it, it's like Baby Yoda, but Baby Noda, Baby, baby Noda. Noda. Because I said it to Charlie, my girlfriend, earlier, and she didn't understand what? until I said it. Because <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of a stretch, a little bit. Okay, but to start off, we're gonna start off kind of easy. We're gonna like do some over the some real like slow ones over the plate. Great. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> I'm going to say baby on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic baby quote. All right. Uh, th- these two, these next two are kind of tricky. All right. How about, I like those odds. That hmm. sounds like some kind of Han Orlando thing, but I can't like place either of them saying it exactly. So I'm going to say that was from Mandalorian and say, duh. That was a correct answer and a yes. very good deduction. Yes. Very good job. What about, Who and this one's, uh, I think it's Mando, because I looked okay. up a bunch of Mandalorian quotes, and uh, guess what? A lot of them are very generic yeah. and <laughs> hard to know who said them, because yeah. um, I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I just wrote, duh, next to it. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's the answer. What about never tell me the odds? That would be Han Solo, so mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the first no in the game of baby. So no, no is like, is it from Star Wars The Mandalorian? No, it's just from no, Star Wars. it's from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then duh, is it is is it from The Mandalorian? Duh. Yeah, that's the episode we're and talking about. If, that's the one. What about the kids coming with me? That sounds an awful lot like The Mandalorian, so I'm going to say duh. You're right. I was hoping I could trick you maybe, like, you know, maybe you think it was too obvious, but uh, it's not. (laughs) You're right. What about uh, droids are not good or bad? They are neutral reflection of those who imprint them. That, to me, sounds like the Phoebe Waller-Bridge droid from uh, Mm. Solo, A Star Star Wars Story. I'm going to say no. That's actually incorrect. It's duh, Uh-oh. because it's uh, Nick Nolte's character when he's oh, reprogramming yeah. the IG-88 in season yeah, one. IG-11, uh, the nurse droid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, this one might be kind of tricky. 
What if what Eddie said was true? Mr. Toilet Man eating your pee-pee. <laughs> I definitely can't place what it is because I can't imagine it's Rugrats, but it's got to be a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I was going to give you bonus points if you tell me which baby, but yeah, it is a no baby, idea. and it's uh, the voice of Bruce Willis from Look Who's Talking. Uh, I have uh, not seen that movie. Haven't seen it either. And I asked Charlie, what are some talking baby quotes? And she said <laughs> something about Mr. Toilet Man eating pee-pee and poo-poo. And then we had to Google that and uh-huh. find this quote. So now <laughs> I am on several watch lists, I'm yep. sure. All right. What about, um, well, if droids can th- well, if droids could think, there'd be none of us here, would there? That would be something that a human said, like sure. a clone, perhaps. So, like from the Clone Wars, mm. I'm gonna say no. That is correct. It's not the clones, though. Apparently, that's an Obi Wan cl- quote. Ah, okay, yeah, um, of yeah. He, but from the prequels, is, I think he's a smug little bitch. <laughs> that is a Absolutely. very Obi Wan thing to say. Absolutely, he loves like doing a little one liner, <laughs> being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. This one's a nice little slow one over home plate as well. Uh, what about there's always a bigger fish? Oh, that's Qui-Gon Jinn. So uh-huh. I'm going to say no. That's right. Here we go. What about let me Big have... Cuba fish! <laughs> <laughs> what about let me have a warrior's death? Mm. Hmm. Mm. Let me have a warrior's death. Um... That sounds like something a Mandalorian would say. Sure. That doesn't mean it's from the Mandalorian. Sure. Um, but I'm gonna say duh, because I think maybe it's from the Mandalorian. You're right. I I think yes. I'm pretty sure that's from whenever he's like uh, brutally injured and doesn't want to get fixed by the droid. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. The problem is I got a 50 year old lust and a three year old dinky. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I know this quote. And I can't place why. I, I don't think I've seen whatever it is, but I know I've heard it before. Is it like Danny DeVito? Oh, oh, oh. Is it um, uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Baby is my it's, answer. <laughs> yeah, it's the Baby Herman guy from yes. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, what about- that classic tune. That classic one. What about this quote? Droids. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm going to say, um, duh. You're correct. Yes. That's from, that's from The Mandalorian, and presumably every Star Wars property ever, <laughs> because yeah. it's just one word, and it's droids. But is that the whole, like, sentence? Because Apparently. Because I think that makes it unique to Mandalorian, whereas, like, saying droids as part of a set, like, it sounds yeah. like it's something that, like, a droid did something, and then The Mandalorian's like... <laughs> Droids. Droids. Yeah, that's the quote. It was also looking at quotes from the Mandalorian was a little depressing because <laughs> so many of them were just like just normal sentences that I was like, this feels like if, or like, they are Star Wars quotes that have been like reappropriated. Yes, yes. <laughs> calling it a quote seemed like generous. Um, yeah. Speaking of, what about Long Live the Empire? That sounds also like the Mandalorian. I'm gonna say duh. Yeah, Moff Gideon says it, but like. Someone else probably says that, right? Probably, like, but it does feel weirdly legendsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, in yeah. the same way that, like, before we had the prequels, a Jedi Knight didn't mean what it came to mean. Right, you know? right, right. Like, it came to mean like these people who were all part of this one group in this religion, and they had to train in it. Like, 
in the Legends Dark Ages days, it was like, if you have the Force, which is like something to be determined, you are a Jedi Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really freewheeling back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what about put that cookie down? Cookies are for closers. Oh, boy. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I feel like you can get this. I'm going to bet money if yeah. i had if if like I, i'm sure you probably know that i know it but, but like i i don't i haven't seen it but sure. like no one you has wouldn't, you wouldn't take this bet because like i have intuition <laughs> yeah 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 i'm gonna say it is baby and it is the boss baby <laughs> you are correct <laughs> yeah i feel like if you know boss baby do you know alec Baldwin was the boss baby you yes. know that that that's from Boss Baby. Yeah, Glen Gary, Glen Boss Baby. baby. <laughs> no duh. Glen Gary, Glen Boss Baby. No duh. No duh. <laughs> uh, what about we need to talk? We need to talk. See, yeah, we need to talk. So that also sounds boring. So I'm gonna say it's from the Mandalorian and say duh. Yeah, you're right. Cause like that's not a quote. That's what he says to Ahsoka Tano. But I'm like, that's not a quote. Like I mean, it's from the show. Oh, to Ahsoka, but yeah. I was looking up like memorable quotes or something from Mandalorian, and there was just this yeah. huge list of just like Ain't sentences, none. just regular sentences. Yeah, right. uh, okay, what about his attachment to you makes him vulnerable to his fears. I mean, that sounds like something Ahsoka says to the Mandalorian, so I'm going to say, duh. God, you're really getting good at this. Okay, you got it. <laughs> what about one for all and balls are fun? Okay, so it's <laughs> got to be baby, and it's not Rugrats, I don't think. Uh? Oh, is it Rugrats? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. It's Tommy. Tommy says that. Wow. There was a bunch of, I was reading Rugrats quotes and they were just oh, making me fun. laugh because I was like, this yeah. is a funny Rugrats show. Rugrats was funny, yeah. Wasn't allowed to watch it because first off, didn't have the channel, couldn't have anyway. Second off, right. when I was at people's places that did have it, couldn't watch it because they were naughty, didn't yeah. listen to their parents. Yeah, right. Um. Okay, this one. There's just, a, you know that, that YouTube channel Wisecrack that does like philosophical breakdowns of shit, mm, like mm -hmm. pop culture stuff. They did a whole thing about like Rugrats and the... The sort of, um, I guess, what the, uh, would it be boomers? Like the parents in that show. I suppose that is what they were. Yeah. Sort of doing the thing of the late 80s, early 90s of all just like status projection. You know, like mm -hmm. we're, we're doing everything right by our kid. Like that kind of yeah. thing. And like if I were to go back and watch Rugrats now and watch it as the parents as opposed to as the babies, I'm sure I'd be like, wow, they all were going through it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those like, parents Dee were having a hard like, time. Always like positioning herself as being just as well off as all the other parents. But like she stays at home and her husband is like a freelance inventor. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely like, not making any money. She's always reading all the Lipschitz parenting books. Whereas like Charlotte, you know, um, Angelica's mom is like business bitch. Yeah, like which is yeah, why Angelica. It's funny thinking about all the adults on that show being an adult now, <laughs> having a really hard time. Right. Uh, okay, so Mike, this one's going to be tricky. I'm going to give you two, and I need you to to assign them. Okay. Ah, okay. I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. So had I not watched that video today, yes. I would not have been able to tell you which said which, but. I know that Django Fett says universe. Yes. Because that is sort of like a, wait, we don't really say universe in Star Wars. We say galaxy. Yeah. And then they made the fix with Boba Fett in Mandalorian saying 
galaxy. So the the galaxy one is duh, uh-huh. and the universe one is no. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Uh, we're coming to the end of the list here. Uh, let's see. What about, I think that if you're going to talk so much out of your ass, maybe you should wear a bow tie on your butt. So I'm thinking that's the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, that's um, actually what Grogu yeah, I was wish, saying. I wish, yeah, I wish I could pinpoint like what baby said that. But let's see, what other talking babies are there? There's not the mama. I, I'm the baby. Gotta love me from oh, dinosaurs. Man, I should have picked that one. Damn. It. Um, but of course he's a dinosaur baby. You're right. Um, what other fucking babies are there? It, this is also like a bad baby. Yeah. So uh, again, this uh, isn't like a Tommy Pickles. No. This is a movie. It's this is a movie. a movie. It's a live action baby. A live action baby. And it's is it another Look Who's Talking? Like Look Who's Talking too? It's not in the Look Who's Talking verse, but it is a okay. similar concept. Where a baby talks talking. or at least like think talks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um shit what else is there did you um, ever see the movie <laughs> baby geniuses ah uh, you're right i did not and that was exactly what i was looking for i will tell you that we watched baby geniuses a lot as uh kids and uh-huh. i saw a youtube video or youtube video recently i think it was curtis connor that did it but a breakdown of that movie like like going over it about how terrifying it is and watching that made me be, made me realize Wow, that is a very <laughs> scary looking movie, and I can't believe we watched it so much because, like, the looking at it also, it was just a bad, like, time of uh, in the world for uh, digital effects for like uh-huh. low budget movies. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, at, at some points, they digitally put on the baby's face over the body of a little person who was dancing, and like, oh. yeah, so it's just. Very off-putting. The whole movie is like is bad. Luke Skywalker. Abs- exactly like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it all comes around. Okay, we got a few more. What about? Uh, don't worry, kid. I'm gonna get you out of here. That's duh. You got it. Gotta I was be. I was hoping to trick you again. Like that sounds like maybe Han Solo could say it, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I happen to like nice men. Leia says that. Uh huh. So no. <laughs> yes, that one was fun because I forgot she said that, and also it seems like such a weird sentence. Um, out of con- out of context, <laughs> yeah. it's like wait, yeah. what? Okay. Good uh, <laughs> what about he is strong with the force, but talent without training is nothing. I'm gonna say that that is like Mace Windu talking about Anakin in Phantom Menace. I'm gonna say no. It's actually duh, because oh, that's shit. Ahsoka talking about Grogu, little it's baby Yodi. The same premise, basically. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is the last one and maybe the hardest one. <clears throat> <laughs> Damn you, vile woman! You've impeded my work since the day I escaped from your wretched womb. <laughs> I don't know how talking babies that never crossed my mind. <laughs> I should have answered Stewie for every single talking baby one. I'm going to say that that one is baby. Uh, correct. And uh, that was our another installment of our favorite game, Baby No Duh. Man, you know what you could have done for a, a quote from a talking baby huh. is our lame duck Cheeto in chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like a baby, a big baby in a diapy up there. Yeah. <laughs> just a freaking dipe. I was. Um, good riddance, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, good riddance to bad rubbish. 
Um, mm-hmm. what was? Oh, th- this is our second like big Family Guy reference recently because in the <laughs> in GI Hard when you thought that the doctor was Peter Griffin, uh, <laughs> it's a very funny yeah. story that it made me laugh a lot again when I listened to it in editing. Yeah, maybe we'll have to review Family Guy on an upcoming episode. Oh man, honestly, like <laughs> I'll you know, put it on our list. <laughs> you know how like to be an expert of something, you have to like have done it for ten thousand hours. You know, yes. <laughs> I think that I probably in college watched enough Family Became Guy. An yeah, yeah, because that was like the show that would just be on in the background. Right. Of uh, uh, even when we weren't like sometimes actually watching it, and sometimes it'd just be like hanging out with the roommates. Like, yeah, put on Family Guy. Yeah, hey, throw in one of those DVDs. <laughs> it's also one of those things that like I feel. Sometimes I feel guilty about like how much I liked it, but yes. but then I'm like, well, I was 19, so it's okay. Who cares? You right. know, I'm not going to stand here's by. The, here's the weird way, uh, the weird, the weird like reconciling in my head. If I were to watch a Family Guy right now, even if it were like new and I hadn't seen it, I would probably fucking laugh my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some. And I do not feel great about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's the thing is, I'm like, there are funny things in that yeah. show. That's the thing that I will always say to not necessarily defend Family Guy, but it will be to sort of defend myself for thinking it's funny is that they put in something like three or four jokes a minute and there's 22 yeah. minutes. So it's like a hundred jokes. Like yeah. surely like 70 of them will hit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like, yeah, once again, I'm not going to sit here and defend every single choice on that right. show, right. but it, it, it did make me laugh. Right. And their star Wars <laughs> specials are funny. Yeah, uh, sure. we need to do, we need to do those sometime soon because that'd we be fun. We do too. that would be a those, lot of fun. Those be fun to revisit. Maybe we can um, use those as like some fodder for when we revisit the Star Wars movies yeah. that they are lampooning. Oh, that's a good idea. And we should see if we can get Seth, Seth McFarlane. Yeah, we'll call up Seth or people. Seth Green. Yeah, either um, of the Seths. Either Seth of the Myers. Seths. Seth Myers. <laughs> Why not? So okay, true or false? I have some resemblance to Seth Myers. Uh... True, I can see it. Yeah, I, I uh, only up until you confirming it, so you don't count. I've only ever had two people <laughs> say that. One was a coworker of mine who I really liked, and he retired like fairly quickly after I started working there. And then the other is Caitlin when we met. Okay, interesting. <laughs> she said that to me like the first night we met. Like you kind of look like Seth Meyers. Now I, like, I wow. now I have these tinted glasses to help whenever I'm feeling like I'm getting a migraine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my mom only said this because my brother said it, <laughs> but she was like, "No, you kind of do look like Robert Downey Jr. in those." And oh. I was like, "I'll take it. I don't agree. Yeah. I think the resemblance stops with the tinted glasses." Right. Um, that he sometimes wears, but I was like, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, you somehow also look like Bono. I do, and I look like Elton John, and I and look like were... every famous person who's ever worn tinted yeah. glasses. Yeah, right. You look like a rebel pilot because they're kind of orangey. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, you look like I've ever gotten was whenever I went to see The Social Network in college. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like, it's like right as they jump cut to like smash cut to the bed that Justin Timberlake is sleeping in with some hot girl. Uh-huh. But, like, he's out of focus, and you're just seeing the girl. And so you kind of see him laying there on the bed out of focus. And my my friend leaned over to me and was like, that guy kind of looks like you. And then it came into focus, and it was Justin Timberlake. Wow. And I was like, I look like a blurry Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, don't be so quick to walk away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look at a mirror. Oh. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm still mad at Britney Spears for some reason after all these years. Yeah. To be a real jerk about it. Wait, did your friend tell you this on the last day of April? Uh, The last day of April? Yeah, because then it's going to be May. Yeah, it was going to be May. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought you were trying to tell. I was like, uh, was he doing an April Fool's joke on the first day of oh. April? No, <laughs> but you're doing it's going to be May. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever in April sing- Fools, it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> stupid. Great. Uh, so okay. let's see. Let's 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 kind of let's take all our thoughts about this season and, and try to put them into how Star Wars it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So again, like I said, it is very Legends. I would be verging on a ten if if yeah. our show were called How Star Wars Legends is it, which is to say books and video games and comics and the like between the release of Return of the Jedi and well, I, it may have even come out earlier than that, but basically between Return of the Jedi and the Phantom uh, Menace, the, yeah, Phantom Menace, like that stuff. Uh, and this, this feels is... very much that. So like that gives yeah. it a high score to me. Like I realize I'm not like going through line by line of the rubric and identifying what it is that's doing that. But I, I will no. say that just in general, this feels like the Thrawn books or Knights of the Old Republic where yeah. like, there's little shit that it's like, oh, cool, that's something I hadn't thought about. Like prisoners cutting apart TIE fighters. Sure. This is an interesting like method that we haven't done before, but like breaking up the Star Wars universe into chunks and then comparing uh-huh. it to those chunks. Right. Because it does, so so like, it does feel very Legends to me. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, yeah, 10, probably really high. As far as original trilogy goes, it's I would- a little bit. I would say middling, middle high, yeah. because it's got those like, the got influences. <laughs> it's got Luke. And it's got that like Western, it's like very Western, right? Uh, of mm-hmm. of the, 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 how they're treating it. As far as prequels go, I would say not very prequels at all. Right. Uh, sequel but trilogy? it does use a lot of like visual effects stuff. Yeah, that's that, true. Like even the prequels didn't use. It uses that the oh, volume and that yes, isn't because green it screen, is. But it's like it, LCD. It's um and to that to pioneering that yes technology. pioneering digital technology yeah. to that end. You know they use like the Unreal Engine or something like that, like yeah, a video game fucking engine. fucking video to, game like, engines. Edit the set live, like oh hey, move that rock over there. Like it's truly, that fucking rules. It's truly <laughs> insane, and I love that that is a new thing that people are starting to do because it's. Or like that that's been pioneered by this show uh-huh. and is going to continue into future shows because it's so cool just in general and also so cool for actors not to have to just look at a green screen yes. all the time like that yeah. fucking rules it's great like at the very least as the actor you now have like a sense of the tone of the the scene yeah and like the like, scale right because like how different is right. it if you're walking on a green screen and you're telling yourself in your brain you're in a, a winter tundra wasteland yeah, yeah, right. versus you can actually look around and see it and be like oh yeah. This is how I'm supposed to feel. With former little small time Chicago improviser turned writer of Saturday Night Live, who has just been knocking it out of the park every week this year, Stephen Castillo. Mm. Um, When we did JD Dinkelman and the NBA All Stars, our improv group together, uh, he. Wait, Stephen? Stephen was on JD? That's Stephen? Yeah, he was our fourth JD Dinkelman for like the majority of the time we did improv together. And And now he's right? That's insane. He moved to LA to do stand up. Well, he, 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 he stopped doing the group like just before moving to LA and then like he was in LA for like five minutes before he got hired by us now. Anyway, up. um he we we would do shows for a while for you know nobody, but they were like the fucking funniest thing. Yeah, the best. Where he would kind of pull from what he would do in his stand up, which he would have like his phone and like a little speaker and like play music and play different like audio cues during his stand up. So he would he had a playlist of like 
uh, cinema scores. Yes. And he would play them while we would do improv. He would be in the scenes too, which of course was distracting when he'd be like looking at his phone to change the song. <laughs> but like the music would inform yeah. our performance. And of course, we're just four jackasses like fucking with each other, trying to like hit each other in the balls, you know? Like, <laughs> like it wasn't like good improv as it were, but um, we... You know, like when the fucking Braveheart music plays, you can't help but be like more dramatic and like have the stakes be heightened. And I think probably as a performer, the same is true going from green screen where it's just like, believe me, there's lava all around you. Right. <laughs> to like, to like seeing whoa. lava. Yeah. The floor is lava. Yeah, right. So and then and then to to, to round out the, the Mandalorian feels uh pretty kind of high for the sequel trilogy too it feels very disney era but it also kind of doesn't f- it feels very disney but it doesn't really feel very sequel trilogy yes, you know it, yeah, that's exactly right it feels like disney is at the helm and they're trying to like get their toys out there mm-hmm. but not in a, and of course they're spin-offs but not in a like gross movie way like the movies other than last jedi the movies were like Okay, like clearly this is a corporation making a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's interesting now is it seems like the the whole Mandalorian and the new TV slate of stuff feels like a course correct in that they now seem to have a vision plan, a uh, yeah. plan, right? Because like everyone loves to. I mean, whether or not you're the people who like hated Force Awakens and hated Last Jedi, and then for some reason loved Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Or the people who liked Force Awakens, hated Last Jedi, and loved Rise of Skywalker. Or the ones who were like, "Eh, Force Awakens, fine, not my favorite, loved Last Jedi, and hated Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. The whole the the thing that ties all that together is the fact that it's like, it was the studio's fault in the first place because right. you shouldn't have had three different directors that then turn into two different directors not all get on the same page about what they wanted the overarching story yeah. to be yeah because uh, that's even though of stupid. course the original trilogy didn't have like a plan plan even though Lucas said he had the plan the whole time right. like obviously Leia made out with Luke at one point yeah yeah <laughs> like, I, I, and 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 then to that I mean to the you know credit and all. So detriment you had uh lucas at the helm at least to to like right. try to make things make sense to retcon yeah. things whereas yeah. in this one it was like or in the sequel trilogy you didn't have that yeah. um which the mandalorian does not feel that way it feels like no, there is a right. steady hand at yeah. the helm like and really think, guiding things i think that it is john favreau's hand um, makes it so it is super digestible and approachable to yeah. the non-fan. But then when Dave Filoni is clearly there and writing entire episodes, but also like probably a major contributor from the lore standpoint into all the episodes, like it does feel like they are doing the thing that Star Wars has had a very hard time doing, which is make it a blockbuster that anybody off the street who's never fucking heard of Star Wars would still like and make something that fans will like. Yeah. And the only times I roll my eyes are when it's just like, oh boy, did we really need an explanation for where R5-D4 <laughs> ended up? But like, yeah. some fans are like, yeah, he's still alive! He's there! The toy I had is alive! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I kind of am like fine with those, like, yeah. as it, you know, Easter eggs, quote unquote, because like they are very obvious in your face things. But like, 
there were Easter eggs in that video we watched today that were like, what the fuck? How does anyone know about yes, this? Yes, I know. I was like, that is wild. That First off, it's wild that someone put that in there. And then it's wild that someone went through the, the that the Star Wars like explained. Frame I by mean, frame. I'm sure he had to research stuff to figure out what certain things were references to. But I'm like, right. dang, the fact that you could look at, go through the whole thing and be like, oh, stop. That's one is just yeah, exactly. a level of. Uh, you know, fandom that I'm like, ugh. like it's, it's fairly safe to assume while watching the Mandalorian, if you freeze any frame and there's something in the background, it's probably something that has been referenced before in a movie or yeah. in legends, comic books, you know, like, Hey, we're finally seeing dark troopers and you know, mm-hmm. in live, in action, live action. Like, we're also finally seeing like whatever fucking weird little like gizmo is in the background of one of the cantinas, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it is, it, it, it is like managing to have its cake and eat it too, I think. Yeah, it does a pretty good job of that, which 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 is not always incredibly Star Wars. No, because, that's true. In fact, it's like definitely not. <laughs> yeah, because normally Star Wars either has its cake or, or it, it eats it. it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't get yeah. to do both. There yeah. have been very and few times. I presume has its cake means like you get to just look at it like yeah it's like why would you have a cake yeah you know sometimes (laughs) you just like to carry a cake around and just admire wait wait wait, don't eat that i want to have it or (laughs) is it talking about having a real nice butt if you got because you got to eat you can have your cake or you can eat it is your cake a a butt term yeah cake cake can mean you got cake like she got like she got a cake you know i can't imagine that that's real (laughs) it is there's a lot of there's a lot of terms for butts mike sure dumper dumper oh i love dumper a real dump truck i I think those are both really funny love a dumper love (laughs) a pooper uh this is good. This is good. We've gotten to this the potty good humor. Well, okay. Um, so, 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 now to the to yes. the final point: is this more Star Wars than, than season one? Because we gave season one pretty high. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. But, but it I also, on retrospect, I feel like it's too high. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. I do think we probably gave it too high. But I also think that like it was sort of fine and sort of good and sort of bad. And that is star Wars. Whereas this is a little bit more consistently decent. Mm -hmm. And like we said, it, it is managed. It has managed to like be appealing to all the different levels of fans, which is also not very star Wars. I think it probably edges just slightly under season one because it is better than season one. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. It, 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 because it manages to have its cake and eat it too. And it's like not pissing off. Or it's like both not pissing off a bunch of fans and also not like setting every fan on fire. So it feels right. like, yeah, it feels like <laughs> right. that right. But yeah. So maybe, yeah. So, okay. Okay. Like I think okay. here's, here's what I'll say. We gave it different scores last time and I feel like we'll probably give it the same score this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> what do you, do you want to, should we do a unit of measure? I think yeah, it's about that time. Yeah, we should. You know, I'm going to do bright blue cookies. Bright blue cookie. That was a cute little. That you know, that's the, so sick. <laughs> the early, See, the early half of the season had a lot of cute Baby Yoda stuff, and then the uh-huh. latter half they were like, "Sorry guys, okay, we got to make this be interesting real. to watch." <laughs> um, I also didn't like whenever he was eating all those frog ladies' eggs. It made me sad, and it uh, wasn't was funny to me. Fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it, it seemed like they were trying to play like, "Oh, that rascal," and I was like, "That's a baby." Yeah, and like, like we know it is because that's her whole mission right now. You yes, know what I think to they save did her a lot of? to save her species. Yeah, right. I think a thing they did a lot of is like make Baby Yoda look 
like he's acting up and doing some bad shit because he's in sort of a bad surroundings. You know, like yeah. his nurture in terms of nature versus nurture is all pretty dark and, and gritty. So, like, it makes sense that, like, he's doing some, like, fucked up shit, too. But, like, I don't know. It's also uh, interesting. It, they didn't explore it all the way. So, no. I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> it's also interesting. Like, they did a little bit in season one when he would, like, force choke because he's, like, right. seen violence. Yeah, so, he's yeah. like, do I do violence? Right. But the <laughs> it's also interesting because, like, I think Delaney brought this up at one point. But, like, what's the... This this baby has been around for decades. Right. And still seems to have the sort of, like mental capacity and uh verbal at least verbally um and to an extent like like motor functions and brain uh-huh. functions seem to be mostly that of uh, 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 at least a toddler right because yeah. he has to be told not to do things um and but he's been around for decades and trained under other jedi back before right. order 66 and so and i know yoda is very old and like it's a long-lived species but it does right. raise the question of what is the biology how well, does yeah, it because, work cuz yoda was 900 give or take when he died and yeah. and if you were to say divide that by 10 then that makes sense like a 90 year old dying makes sense so like mm. if you were to divide his age by 10 baby yoda would be 5 so like I mean that kind of makes it, sense. It might it might ha- but like he would be talking by then. It right. might have like a bit of a upward curve. I don't know. Like it also he also could be sort of like stunted or like yeah, that's you know, true. Because of the the shit he fucked. the shit yeah. he went through. That's and honestly he, like, a better like all we know is he escaped basically Darth Vader killing a bunch of kids. Um, yeah, and then we find him now. So like he very well could have been a baby living on his own on the streets like. Ragged Dick. Do you know that reference? What? <laughs> in in college, I was in like just like a basic ass U.S. history class because I needed it for a credit or whatever, sure. and um, it was just like survey of U.S. history, and we had to read the. Oh, now I can't pull the name. I'll I'll look it up. But there's a um like a novella that basically cemented the sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps American dream kind of no- uh, uh, narrative. Mm-hmm. And the story is called Ragged Dick. <laughs> it's about this little kid named Dick who goes on to become a, a rich gentleman because he had some benefactor in the same way that like fucking great expectations. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Horatio Alger, Ragged Dick. Uh, um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that I think that's a good interpretation of that. He's probably what if that's what we found out. Baby Yoda's actual name. Was. <laughs> <laughs> that's he's got some PTSD because he was probably yes. like five and and it was like one of those things. Like I I took the the Suzuki method for violin when I was young uh-huh, and I started uh-huh. when I was five, but there were three year olds playing next to me, right. and so it's probably that where he was like three as a Jedi and then like. For two decades, he turned five, and then everything bad happened. Yes. And then he had some PTSD and doesn't talk anymore. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's my unit of measure? Yours is shiny blue cookies. Bright blue cookies. Mine's gonna. <laughs> mine's gonna be the. Oh, what? What should it be? I don't want it to be the frog lady eggs because that made me sad. <laughs> what's the stick called that Boba Fett uses? The, oh, the, the gaffy people, stick. The gaffy stick. Mine's going to be yeah. gaffy sticks because those things <laughs> apparently are the most deadly weapon Man, in the world. When it just like splintered the stormtrooper armor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like that seems uh, a bad, like a bad kind of armor. Yeah. Uh, I'm, okay. So are we thinking of the same number? I think we probably are. I'm going to say, let's say on the count of three. Ready? <laughs> okay. One. Boop. 
One, two, three, seven. Eight? Oh, we're close. Okay, well, I like that, though. Because the because last one was... said it's just a little lower than the last go-around. Yeah, we did eight and a half last time on average, and this averages to seven and a half. Yeah. I could go up to eight. It feels... Uh, I was thinking... I feel like because we rated the last one so high, I was over-course correcting, but that's okay. No, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm satisfied. Well, join us again in one year for whatever Mandalorian season three is, and yeah, we're going to have to watch all the other shows. some other Boba Fett thing, and sometime in the middle there, I think, is when the Bad Batch comes out, which I'm truly fucking pumped for. Like, other than the Obi-Wan show, which I can't tell yet if I'm really excited for or if I'm just sort of excited. Other than that, I'm like really jazzed about the Bad Batch and the other ones. I'm like, eh, I'll probably watch it, but... yeah. It's going to be interesting because in the coming year, we're going to have a lot more Star Wars stuff to actually watch. I know. And cover. <laughs> and and we're, we've already, we're already going to like start rewatching the Star Wars yeah. movies. <laughs> it's going to be a Star Wars year, and I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah, that'll be fun for us. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. We should probably wrap up. So do you want us on the internet? Please, please, please. Our uh, <laughs> email is agoodpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a five-star review, why yeah, don't you? Yeah, a tell New Year's present. Tell your friends to listen and tell your friends who listen that they should keep listening. Keep listening. And uh, some of you haven't been doing that. It's true, and we know which ones you are <laughs> because some of those friends who were listening aren't listening. Anymore. <laughs> it's true, but uh, you also you can find our socials at How Star Wars Is It. You can find Mike and I's stuff in the uh, notes for the episode. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's everything, right? Nothing else really going I on. I think it's probably well time at for this point. Bye-bye. At this point, I've also moved back to Chicago, so Mike and I are still recording remotely because of the pandemic. But <laughs> yeah. soon, maybe, yeah, yeah, we'll be able to record in person. Um, but yeah, so it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. Oh, and uh, again, I think the release of this is now early, early January, perhaps. Yes. Uh, look out for our upcoming 100th episode. Oh yeah, we have a very of f- how Star Wars is it? We have, a, we have a very fun and stupid and guest-filled kind of episode yeah. coming up for guest hopefully. 100. Hopefully. <laughs> so get ready for that. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. So, like we always like say, always Roth IRA. <laughs> We love you. <laughs> we love you. And may, and the, may the fourth, fourth be with you. Bye bye. Woo! Woo! <laughs> we just recorded at three in the afternoon. <laughs> afternoon podcast, and it took two hours because of Josiah's butts. <laughs> IBS. Oh, boy.